Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine here with Sparkles for Better Mental Health, Growth in Five Dimensions. Welcome to the show and today I'm extremely happy to have Connie Ellefson on the call. Now, Connie is a very interesting person because she's an engineer and she used to design how water runs downhill. Now that's an interesting <laughs> of uh, work anyway because you would think as a normal person well, water runs down here what do you have to engineer about it but you do something very different now because I, I figure and I wanted to ask you that as an engineer you probably learned how to make your space look uncluttered so the water can run downhill tell me about your life what did you do and why are you doing what you're doing now and are passionate about it I was, I'm still an engineer. So when I, I joke about water running downhill, it's because I'm a drainage engineer. So we, I designed storm sewer systems and grading to make sure that water doesn't run into the building, runs away from downhill. So it's just kind of a joke in the industry. It's a great joke, but it's also the truth because yes. we have to really tell the water where to go, the same as we have to tell the flow of our thoughts and ideas where to go. To have it in a purposeful direction exactly needs to be if we let the sewer in our mind back up it's not <laughs> helpful right 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 so i got into it by the back door into organizing and decluttering because uh in 2006 or eight i had 2008 i was after 2008 i was laid off four times in six years my particular uh, type of engineering goes up and down with the housing market. So it went down several times after 9-11. So I was laid off and I thought, I need a new career. And I remembered that I always enjoyed organizing my desk better than the work. So I thought I might try, uh, I might try that. And I was always drawn to organizing books. I enjoyed them. And I would, I'd get all excited about the new method in each one. And I would do the stuff. I'd do the steps and then I'd always stop at the 90% mark or maybe I'd go ahead and finish it up every once in a while and then two or three months later it would just be chaos again. So I thought there has to be more to it than just a perfect method to organize your stuff. So that's when I thought I would, I would write a book. This is actually my fourth book. I've written two others on low water landscaping and one on ethnic baby names. So completely unrelated but uh, it's all about conservation of your energy because when you've got too much stuff in your mind or in your, in your environment, it kind of slows you down and makes you feel sluggish. So anyway, my that book is, is really in- really a fascinating path, isn't it? Uh -huh. How life holds us down different waterways to stay right. with the analogy. Now, show me a book. Do you have a copy to show off? Yes, hold on. I always want to look at people's books. Ah, clear the space, feel the rush. Yes. See the water flowing down totally, <laughs> uh, somewhere in the back of my mind. Tell me about uh, what you're talking about in the book and why you're talking about a rush when it comes to organizing. Most people, when they think about, oh my God, I have to clean up, what a mess. I know, it's it's... The reason that we, we dread it so much is because if we have a lot of stuff, we have to go ahead and make decisions about what we're willing to let go of, let, 
flow out of our lives. Because the ancient practice of feng shui is about the energy that's released when you let go of stuck belongings, or even if you just reorganize them better. But I don't know if you've ever cleaned out a closet or a junk drawer or something, and you kind of, when you get done, you feel, oh, I'm kind of exhilarated. I just feel really good. So those are endorphins flowing through your body. It's like pain-killing chemicals that your brain releases. It's the same thing as if you eat some spicy, spicy food and your brain thinks, oh, she's getting burned. So they send you some endorphins, pain-killing chemicals through your body and you feel good. A few minutes later, you go, dang, that's some good chili. So it's the same rush. And I realized it's taken me a really long time to write this book, but at the very end, I realized my book is about decluttering your, your stuff, your emotions, which is usually the bigger part of it. It's really what's holding you back <laughs> for most people. And then your physical body can be holding you back too. If you've been not getting enough exercise lately, or if you've been eating too much junk food, you're going to feel kind of sluggish and you're not going to have the energy to tackle this project, which can be a little daunting of decluttering your space. So it covers all three of those with lots of ideas for how to get started or what appeals to you and what gets you excited about decluttering. And then I, I realized that the last minute of this book writing, which was many years, <laughs> that um, the endorphins that are released when you declutter your stuff are the same endorphins that you get when you say go for a walk for 30 minutes or you work out or whatever. People have talked about that a lot, the endorphin rush. So, and then I realized if you have an emotional release, it's also a rush. Even if something very simple, like you've been upset about something and then you just have a good cry about it, or even a quick little cry, you feel better. And that's the same endorphin rush. So that's, that's what kind of pulled it all together. And it's, it feels so good that it's, it's worth doing. And what I tried to do with my book is make it fun. My book is pretty funny. So I'm like, I'm in there with everybody else <laughs> working hard to declutter. And the main message of my book in every chapter is first declutter the guilt. Feeling guilty about how your house got this way or feeling guilty about your emotions. How come I'm how come I'm not, I'm not more optimistic or how come I'm too stuck in the past or whatever? Just let it go because it's not, it's a, it's a waste of time. Nobody cares <laughs> and it doesn't help you. So that's my first message. And that's the first thing I say in every chapter. But the energy can really, it can, what I, I'd like to say is decluttering and organizing. It's not all just, serenity and lotus blossoms, that energy that's released can power a lot of fun or your own contribution of having time to spend on your passions, things that really, that really light you up. So it's a, it's an energy exchange. And so I, that's how I liken it to everything in life is an energy exchange. And I like that you apply that actually on clutter, which is of course, not just physical. And I find it interesting. You say it's a lot of fun in the book. So uh, let's have a little bit more fun later on on the show. I love fun too. 
Okay. And fun is an important part of the energy exchange because it energizes us when we laugh with other people, especially, or even if other people laugh about me, that's fine. I am happy to laugh with them. So exactly. I don't have cases on, on, on whatever I am on show and am. So that's okay. Laugh, laugh, have fun. I made for Easter once a video with Easter ears. Now, I have a lot of people, young people and middle-aged people with ADHD. Now, mm -hmm. for those people is that they can't finish anything. They start everything. They love the rush, but then they stop in the middle. So what happens? Everything is disorganized and cluttered because they can't finish the job. What do you tell them? Well, I would say maybe, well, most of us, like, I'd say, I don't know how many. I'm going to make up a statistic. 50 oh. to 80% of us have way too much stuff. And if you think about a totally tidied up room and you and you have six things out of place, it already looks a little untidy. So getting your possessions down to what you only use or love, which is another feng shui principle, makes it, makes it easier to walk through a space or do whatever you like to do. So if you have a hard time finishing, you might engage the help of a friend or a professional organizer or break your stuff down into little chunks of, of work so that you can, what I, what I really would recommend for, for almost anybody is to spend some time every week or at least, or every day, but at least every week working on something that you love to do, whether it's a hobby or a sport or, so if you can see a vision of what you'd like your space to look like and make sure that that vision includes the stuff that you love to do, then, you know, the activities that you love to do, then that's, that's a lot more of a motivator. And if you have a friend that's, that's having the same situation, you can help each other out by trading off. You can literally help each other out with, with decluttering and organizing, or you can check in with each other every hour if you're trying to finish something that's not very much fun. But an, another easy way much easier is just to change your focus of what this activity is and realize that as long as you're engaged in it, even if it's not that fun for you, you're being in the present instead of the past or the future, which is why most of us hang on to belongings that we don't really like anymore. That, so is, cool. that is a very good point. And I myself declutter the best when I have my friend here She's very uh -huh. organized and she gives me one piece after the other said, what do you do with that? So then I make the decision and it's gone most of the time. Right. And well, some people can't decide. That's another issue. Or they can't get started, especially people that tend to get depressed. But how mm -hmm. do they declutter? What's your tips for them? Well, well <clears throat> one of the best ways to, to deal with depression is exercise. So going for a walk before you get started on this project is always helpful. It helps with everything, especially if you can just look around at your surroundings with open possibilities, open expectations, like I'm going to, I'm going to expect something good is going to happen or something, certainly something interesting is going to happen as I walk around on my walk. And it's sometimes I think, how many more books do we need? Well, we get discouraged. It's kind of, it's kind of a, it's in, 
inborn in us. It's like intuitive to look for danger and look for something to be worried about because because we're still in and we're still human beings. We're still animals. So we're we're looking looking to stay safe. So whatever you can do to cheer yourself up or change your state to where you're paying attention to the present. Most of us, as we look around, the present's not that bad. It's the past that we feel bad about, or we don't want to, we don't want to forget somebody, or the future we're worried. What if I, what if I don't make enough money to ever afford this thing again? So you just have to keep, keep get letting yourself be inspired, and if that means you have your friends tell you inspirational things, or you buy books or, and read books that talk about that, it's just whatever it takes. So um, it's. It can be fun, but we have to remember that there's a thing in our brain that makes us feel like once we touch it, once we have it in our hands, it's mine. So that's why retailers are really good about letting you, if you go to a computer store, whose name I won't say, but they will always let you, you know, get the feel of everything. So once you start playing with it, then you're like, oh, I got to have this. I got to have this. And then when you try to let go of something, there's a there's a little trigger in your brain that feels like a, a pain, an actual small pain, like a paper cut or a minor burn. So that's why it's hard to get started. But if you can put out for yourself the vision of how you'd like your life to be. Uh, I have some slogans around my house that are words and they they always inspire me. And travel light is one of the best ones. I I grew up moving every six months to a year because my father worked for an oil company. That was just, that was just the way it it worked out with the kind of work that he did. So I was always thinking about the next move and I don't want to have too much stuff because I don't want to move a lot of boxes. And, and I, and I realized that that was actually helpful as I grew up because now I, now I stop things from coming into my house. And that's, that's kind of the hardest thing. We, we get gifts or we go shopping. We're not going to stop doing that. So we have to be pretty careful about what we let in. Right. That is that is a very good point because many people get totally uh, over flooded and cluttered in their mind by what they let go onto them. Just watching TV, the news makes you feel anxious. Uh-huh. Have right. Studies, 15 minutes is enough of watching the news for normal people to feel anxious. So Exactly. Uh, we have to be very careful in being gatekeepers, not just of the stuff, but also of our brain. I love it when you say that that way. So tell us more about the book. Uh, you have several chapters in it. Right. What are they? And does it make sense, say, somebody's interested in one chapter? Does he need the whole book? or can just Exactly. Right. I think, I think it takes about four hours to read it if you just kind of blaze through. But the first chapter is an introduction and sort of tells the stuff that I just mentioned about how I moved so many times. And, and then the then the, the very first chapter is called an Introduction to Decluttering in, in general. And then the very last chapter has a surprise, um, a surprise recommendation that I figured out again at the very end of my, my writing process. So if you actually really aren't interested in decluttering, you think you've already got that handled well enough, you can just read those sections, the first chapter and the last chapter, and you get the best part of my book. But if you want suggestions on 
on your physical body specifically. There's there's lots of examples that are, it's kind of like an introduction to different techniques that you can do on your own to help your physical body improve. So it's a, you could, you could just read that chapter if that's all you're interested in. Or you're like, I know I'm, I can do it. I can get started on the stuff. It's not that hard. I just need some tips. So the, the possessional stuff is a separate chapter. And then the emotional stuff, to me, that's the biggest one. So that's the first one. So you can just read the one that you're interested in. You don't have to read the entire book. But the first and last chapters are the best. Wow. Because I, I realized you talk about sparkles for health. And I realized, uh, partly because of some reading that I did, and I've, I've, I've found it in other places now, that when you're happy, when you have endorphins, it improves your immune system. Absolutely. Many people, yes. Many people learned, heard long ago, they might have, uh, Norman Cousins, I believe was his name, who he healed himself by watching funny movies, and he had some type of cancer. But anyway doesn't work for everybody, but it certainly makes your life more enjoyable. And each day that you enjoy just adds to your store of improving your immune system. So do you want me to tell you about this, the incidents that happened that transpired or do we have time for that? Tell me about something okay. funny that makes oh. people sparkle when they hear it. Something funny? Okay. Well, I was just walking in here with my cup of coffee and I and I had overfilled the cup. So I'm like tiptoeing very carefully so I don't spill the coffee on the carpet. And I thought, too much stuff is like is like this cup of coffee. You have to tiptoe through it. But um I don't know what would could be considered. You know that that coffee, I like that analogy because I always talk about people say, see the glass is half full and not half empty. And I say, no, we have to fill our cup to the top and then let it overflow. And then we can serve others from the overflow. So our cup never empties. Right. And many help us that get a burnout, their reason is their cup is empty because they drain from the substance. So there's meaning in that overflowing cup this morning. I love that. Thank you for yes. that. Exactly. Well, I, I, I uh, talked about how I moved so many times. Actually, when I left college to come to Denver, where I live, I've lived since college. And everything that I owned was in this old Chevrolet Impala that I that I had gotten for my folks and it I had a bicycle and two big speakers and then everything else fit in my car and then five years later I was married and I had two little boys and we had a really nice house and we moved from a bigger house to a smaller one but we uh, it took me and five big guys four and a half hours to load everything into a moving van so I'm like what happened? <laughs> and that sort of started me on my journey of decluttering. I love that. I remember when I was still living in Germany as a doctor, we had two little kids. Uh -huh. And this employer paid for the move, but we had a big moving van and a trailer, and it was full of stuff. <laughs> and we moved all the stuff from one house to the next house. And then when I moved here to Canada 25 years ago, after my ex died, well, most of that went down the drain, literally. Exactly. And that was said, you know, engineer to uh, uh, 
direct the flow, so it went in the garbage most of it. And you know, I didn't miss it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's always the case. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very rare that you actually miss some of the stuff that you hold on to, but it it does. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It does lighten up your spirit as you go and and makes you it does make you feel sparkly. Yeah. So um, it's it's just funny individual and individual things that people go through. And I like to say if it's you love it or use it, then that's you know, that's the feng shui basic. So keep it. And if it's something that you completely love, but somebody else would say, why do you have all that? whatever it is, collection of something, because I love it. So that's not clutter. It's only clutter if you, if you kind of, if it pulls down at you as you walk through the room or whatever, but you can, you can see it in a funny way if you want to, because I, I it is really pretty. Like that. Yeah, because if you look around and you say, oh, I really should get rid of that. Maybe <laughs> it's a good idea to actually do it. Would you say uh -huh. that? Well, my, my biggest inspiration, because I'm, really into conservation. My two books are about, my other two were about uh, water conservation. So it's con it's conserving your energy for stuff that you'd rather be doing or activities. So it's, in a way it's conserving. And I think about the, the amount of fossil fuel energy that went to, into producing whatever that item is that you kind of like, but you don't really use it, but what if you can't buy another one or whatever? Or what if I need it? And then I gave it away. And I got to buy it again. So all that energy is messing up your mind. And it's also fossil fuel energy that's just wasted. So if you donate it and let somebody else use it, then all of a sudden that energy is reborn. So that really inspires me to think about if I'm trying to decide whether to let go of something or not. Yeah, we but, talk a lot about saving energy in the sense of electricity. But yes, save mental energy, absolutely. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's huge. Because your brain, every time you see something that you, your eye moves around the room and every time you see something that you're, you're not sure about in the way that I just talked about, like, do I love it? Do I use it? It just goes chunk, 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 chunk every single time. And even if there's stuff hidden in the basement, Every time you walk by the basement door, you're thinking, oh, I should clean up the basement. <laughs> so your brain doesn't know. It doesn't know time. It just knows this is bugging me. So it keeps going over and over. So it's, um, it's lots of energy. And, and the, um, it's, it's just good to let your life flow. So things flow in and they flow onto someone else. And that makes you feel better. My... My all-time favorite, there's like 10 different options in my book for this might inspire you to declutter or or get organized or downsize. But the number one tip. Get the very house. best one is invite people over. <laughs> invite people over to your house for a party or stop by or whatever. Because yes. that's a good idea. A decluttering party. Folks, come in my house and help me clean it up. Oh, what a good idea. I love that, Connie. It works in the social setting, too, because I don't know whether it's a caveman type or cavewoman type thing, but we all, we all want to have our house look best. So if we invite people over for a social occasion, then that's going to inspire us 
to tidy up as best we can and get it in the best shape. Or even think about a party. I'm going to have a party in a month. So then you're like, okay, I'm going to go full bore on cleaning up all the stuff that's been bugging me because it's it might bug my that's, guests that's, too. That's really true. And I, and I, I see there's really two, two kinds of people. The one kind is that want the house in tip-top shape before they invite people. Right. And- and before that, and the other type is they invite their friends to help them clean up. That's what exactly I mean. right. <laughs> you okay. have to pick your friends nice, very well though. So you have to prepare them and say, "Hey, I have a mess. How about we organize the decluttering? Would you help me?" Most people are happy to help, especially when they're good at organizing. Exactly, and because they're not they're not tied to this stuff emotionally like you are. They don't they don't care at all. <laughs> They might see something really pretty or they might go, oh, I'd like that. And you could say, okay, it's yours. So go rid of something. (laughs) Exactly. Good idea. Great. So Connie, that must be very delightful. Now, before we uh, end this, uh, if somebody says Connie is an interesting person, uh, is there a way to contact her or what do you want people to do? Get your book. Where can I get it? How can I hear more about Connie? What's the best way? Okay. It's, I have a website called clearthespace.com. It makes sense with the title. It's just C-L-E-A-R-T-H-E-S-P-A-C-E.com. And I'm on Facebook and and LinkedIn and getting started on TikTok. So there's a couple of videos on YouTube. And so I want to do a lot more videos. And that's, that's my plan going forward, because we can see this stuff visually. We take it in better. We, We are not as reluctant as when we're just listening to words. So that's that's what I'd like to do. I have some decluttering tips that people could subscribe to on the website or the book is available on the, all the online platforms and it's also in any bookstore. You might have to order it yet at the moment until more copies are in the stores, but but you can always order it. You can get a ebook, paperback or a hard, hardcover. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Connie, for being on the show. It has been a real pleasure to talk about how to declutter your brain and mind and space. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Christine. Thanks. And Wonderful. Uh, this is the end of this episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Make sure to tune in for the next episode. Bye-bye.